0: This week, Ian and I are going to introduce you to the concept of the five salesmen for your e-commerce store. Each one of these salesmen is very important for you to scale your revenue, but we need to know which one we need to work on first, and so that's what we're going to go through in this concept. Cool, let's get started. Hey Ian, how are you doing?
1: I'm excellent, Mark. Good to hear you. How are you?
0: I'm alright, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this week wanted to dive into um, what we actually call the five salesmen. So, it's a new concept we're going to introduce to the listeners. And the reason we've done it is because... We know that, well, any any stage of e-commerce, say you're doing a million, two million, five million, you're always you're always a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of things that you can do in your store. I mean, it's, it's a good overwhelm; it means they've got lots of opportunity. But I think uh, I want to introduce the framework we use in the groups, um, or I'm, I'm about to introduce into the groups, um, to work out where to work now rather than later. So one thing Ian and I were talking about was the. Five salesmen on your store, and if you think about what we talk about a lot, which is, is is turning the analogy of your online store into a physical store, and then you'll be able to understand it a lot better. So, um, before we get started, in do you want to add anything to that? Yeah,
1: I just yeah, I'll just do the summarise before we talk about the, what those five things are. That the I I know over the over the many many years that we've been helping e commerce businesses grow the thing that I found was probably the most useful was was helping businesses decide what order to do things in, not necessarily what to do, because what typically happened, there was a massive long to-do list that would start, you know, if you had a piece of paper, it would be, you know, those comical pieces of paper that would start at the top of the ceiling and go all the way down to the floor and, tra- and trail along the floor, like just one big roll of, of to-do lists. Um, and, the, 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 you know, the businesses tended to know that they had to do it, but they didn't know what order to do it in that would have the biggest bang for their time or money. You know, so, yeah, there were all things that needed to happen. They're all good, common sense stuff. But it's like, well, what, what, what bit's going to do... How, you know, the big, which bit should we be doing now? Which bit should we be doing is an absolute critical priority, and which bit should we be doing in, you know, 12 months' time or even two years or four years' time? And that's the key, and, and that's something that I found to be the biggest value for any e-commerce business, is knowing what to do. And that was originally where it came from. It took away the emotion, didn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we want you to do is imagine um, that you're a physical store, and you've got five salesmen who work in your store. So I'm just going to go through these from and you'll see that it's basically from when a customer kind of when a potential customer comes and sees you all the way through to you know your lifetime customer value so the first salesman is the responsible for the bounce rate and exit of your of your site so it's the salesman that builds the rapport uh, they make sure that people feel like they're in the right place and they they they've basically got a very good energy, and they make sure that the person who thinks they might be wanting to buy something in that area is 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 definitely in the right store. So, you know, would you want to add anything to that? That that your first salesman?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the uh, yeah the, the first the first one is the bounce rate because you know, and this is a stat that we always talk about is where, well where does the traffic first land? on your site, and typically it's either, normally it's either the product page or the home page. And so if you find that you're getting, you know, loads of people landing on your product pages and they're bouncing at 90%, then you go, oh my God, there's a, you know, that's bad, there's a problem there. So it's very telling, and, you, you know, and it, you know, if you're going to optimise any bit of the site, you want to optimise the bit that's going to have your biggest bang for your book. You know, you don't want to bother about a page that's only had one person visit or land on, in the last you know 90 mm. days you want to you want to go to the top 10 landing pages and focus your time on those because you know you, how could you know if you've got thousands of products you, to go and optimize them all is very very hard so you focus on the ones that're going to be your biggest hitters and that and that's a very good example of knowing what to do when you know if you if you're undertaking an optimization mm. project you look at the power pages we call them so any pages that are landing and then the biggest exit pages too so I think the equivalent of the fi- yeah. of the five yeah. salesmen, you know, the, he's he's the opener, he's the welcomer, he's the I'm setting the scene, and he's the yeah. guy who's saying, "Wow, you are definitely going to find what you want here. We've got the biggest stock, you know, we've got the best prices, you know, we're endorsed by Her Royal Highness, um, you know, we are, we, everything's ready for an immediate next day. You know, we are the biggest and the best, whatever. It's just an opening statement, isn't mm. it? It's like a kind of like, this is who we are, this yeah. is, the, this is the, our mission, isn't it? And, yeah. and yeah. that's so basically, what the first guy The most guy important do- for that
0: first salesman, the first guy means to make sure that you're in the right place because that's all you're trying to do. You're trying to track them, you're trying to make sure that people feel like they're in the right place for what they've got to yeah. do. So the first salesman is basically making sure you're in the right place. Then they then hand over to salesman number two, and the salesman number two is, is the add to basket salesman. So he's all about helping find the job to be done and what product is gonna help them f- with that job that they've got to be done. So he's he's uncovering the job for them and leading, he's basically going to where they are in their mind and leading them to the product that's right for them. So he's very good at understanding how those people buy, tend to buy on the sort because they, 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 they'd be warmed up by salesman number one They've got the rapport. They know they're in the right place. And he's go, okay, now you've warmed up. Let me work out where the gap is, and I'm gonna work out what product is for you. So that's salesman number two. Yeah. you agree with that, Ian? Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's helping them. Okay. He's helping them find the right product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's helping them find the right product. So sales, sales number two is basically helping them find the right products. Now if you just jump to salesman number two before you've been to sales number one, it wouldn't work it'd be like walking up to someone with a with a, a a jacket full of watches and say oh you buy a watch it's like they're not they don't they're not warm to you yet so you can't do that straight away so if number one's broken you can't do number two and then salesman number three is basically the checkout order and on the salesman so that salesman now takes it over the reins from the add to basket salesman they know what the product they are they've got the product in the basket and he is very or he or she is very much focused on providing reassurance that that the product they're gonna get the product on time, that it's the right product they're gonna buy, that the site's secure, and it's very easy to check out. So it's all about uh, reassuring them that that is the right purchase for them and that we can do the job that they wanna get done with that product. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, well I'd say also it's about reducing anxiety. It's getting rid of those last minute anxieties and it's ultimately yeah. answering that question: is what would stop people buying? And, and every business has a slightly different take on that. We know what would stop people buying. Sometimes it's because it's too expensive, or I don't know can I can I justify this price, or
0: I'm not sure I need it. Good salesman, they that really knows all those objections that people would have by that stage. So he he knows or she knows that that, that is the basic. Things that people always have when they get to the stage, they kind of go, "Ooh, you know, am I? Is this going to be the right one for me? What happens if it's wrong? What happens if I need to return it? You know, what happens if I'm buying it as a gift? And you know, all those things they come out. So that that number three salesman is very good at reassurance, reducing anxiety, and making sure that you can get through the pe- that the sales process easy. Yeah,
1: yeah that's exactly right. So can you I haven't. just summarize number three, which is the basket to order? Yeah. Okay, so for me, the basket-to-order also does a couple of unique things. So he, the basket-to-order works very closely with the add-to-basket guy. It's almost like a handover, and it's almost holding each other's hand mm-hmm. because the add-to-basket guy's had to uncover a few anxieties in order to get him to add-to-basket. And the basket-to-order guy has to, has to emphasize those anxieties and still try and get rid of them. Because there will still be lingering anxieties that will stop them going further. It might be you know it, it, it might be delivery, it might be, oh, I'm not sure if I need it. it. might be they need a bit more reassurance. But he ultimately then has to do the offer architecture. It has to give them a reason to act now. and the offer architecture might be scarcity or it might be urgency. see, to, but that basket to order chap is trying to say, okay, you found the right product. Yeah, you know, we know the job to be done. You found the right product. We've got rid of your anxiety. We've shown you how how this is going to, you know, do that job and make you feel great or solve that problem for you. Now, here is the reason to act now, and he's really trying to get them to make the decision rather than put it, rather than putting mm. it off.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then they hand it over. Well, they don't necessarily hand it over to number 4 salesman, but the number 4 salesman is the average order value. He or she knows that they basically, they understand that when someone's buying those items or when they, 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 they do that, have that job to be, to be done, that some people, if they knew those products existed, would tend to buy more products or that some of the people coming through the store are less price sensitive than others and they can kind of supersize me and et cetera, et cetera. So that salesperson is very good at increasing the order, the order value. And you'll see these kind of like super salespeople, you know, they're they're very good, the car, car, they're selling a new car or something like that, the mats and the extras. You know, those are the kind of salesmen win because they understand how to upsell, basically. So it's your, it's your upselling salesman and they, they know how people buy and why people are buying and that's what they do. So that's yeah, your fourth salesman.
1: Also, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't just think that it is a job to do right at the end. You know, the, the, the average order value salesman is something, mm. somebody that studies the whole process from start to finish and thinks, well, actually, how, even, even how I merchandise things together, you know, where do I put things in and around the store? Um, knowing that that influences average order value, yeah. um, because you, you, you can you can influence it quite quite well all the way through the journey. You know, you, you can actually do it um, at the point of purchase. You can actually do it at the point of after purchase. You can do it. You can do it on the basket. Yeah. You can do it yeah. it's, it's the whole journey. Average order value is such a huge, like such a huge powerful one. That, that salesman is probably your best mm.
0: best salesman. He's paid. He's paid. Yeah, for. it's usually it's usually like a very senior salesperson that really understands yeah. the customer, and they come in and say, "Oh, I see you're buying those shoes. Um, Do you know that when people buy those shoes, they actually get this this protector for the shoes because." This is, you know, this is that you're probably going to wear these hiking, and you don't want those to be waterproof, so therefore, you should do this. And also, um, you, these the laces that those shoes those use are um, actually ones that we, you know, they're very distinctive for that shoe. So, why don't you get a second pair of laces just for that shoe? Oh, because we might okay. be out of stock when Nike comes we out with a new this. shoe.
1: You know, we, we, had a, we had a chat with Frank, didn't we, from the the garden furniture business, and he was saying that people come coming mm. in for £600. Pounds. And they and, they, and, yeah, and they walk out with twelve hundred pounds worth of stuff, and because he, he mm. he's able mm. to, to talk them through, and it's a good idea. It's like, look, if you, the value for me, if you pay six hundred pounds for that garden chair, you actually you want something that's going to really last a long time. It's going to look amazing. Pay a little bit more, and you're going to get this next level up. And that's that's experience, yeah. and that's yeah. very powerful, and very important.
0: It's yeah, it's experience. Yeah. You know the job to be done, and you know that, that if they want that job to be done, they're not going to get that job to be done by a six hundred pound piece of furniture. And so, therefore, they have to pay one thousand two hundred if they want to get that job done. And then, if you explain it the right way, they'll go, "Well, that makes sense. I actually want something that's going to last ten years, not not six yeah. months." So, you know, that, that I'm going to have to actually plump for that. I'm actually going to save myself money in the long run. So, a senior salesman can understand that, and they can they can do that. And that's what our websites need to do. And then. The fifth salesman is your kind of like your most senior senior salesman, almost like the business owner in a store, and that is the lifetime customer value salesman. So they basically get people to buy over and over and over again. So if they were in a physical store, they would know the names of the big spenders. They'd know what made the big spenders happy. They'd know. Um, uh, what exact email and communication or even like when they walked in the door what to show them first you know they'll be like hi, hi mr hammersley um you, you're never going to believe this but we've got one of those um sofas that you've been looking for for six months we've got one in and i've put one to the side for you and it, you know it's, it's yours you know the, the 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 lifetime customer value salesman would understand the customers in such a deep way uh, and give them such a good service that they would want to be to be, you know, to be buying over and over again. They they'd make sure that the big customers were looked after. There was no delivery problems with them, so that that everything was squeaky yeah, clean. Yeah, it's
1: like they would take those customers to one side and they would welcome them enthusiastically to the business and make them feel part of a club. You know, make them feel part of a VIP. Mm-hmm. You know, the treat. Now you're now special customer. And uh, you know, they're really they're, they're customer relationship managers, aren't they? Really. Um, but they'd also, the lifetime customer value yeah. person would also, or sales person, would also start to look at what people were buying on their first visits that were li- leading them to, to be a more profitable, more loyal customer. So they'd they'd start to look at that as well, which would be good.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about your store... Um... You know, a lot of people that are in e-commerce. They probably couldn't name their biggest customers. They, sure, they could when they first started, but you know, there might be some customers that have bought huge amounts from you. They don't even know. Right. And it's it's about understanding those segments of those big buyers, who they are, uh, what's a commonality about them, and you know where they come from, where do you recruit them, how do you make them happy, when do you become their their uh, their, their website choice of um, not just a pre- it's like it, you either have a preference of website, which is where you buy from, you maybe have three or four websites, but then when do you get loyalty? When does that person say no, that one is the one I buy everything from? How do you make that switch? And that salesman, that lifetime customer value salesman would know how to do that and why um, and, and that's what, you know, that's why you've got mm. your recruitment side of it which is absolutely critical to get customers yeah. in in the first place,
1: and then the, you know then you've got the, the back end side of the business, which is the getting to buy again. You know, it's how much it and and it fundamentally yeah. It, yeah. it falls very neatly into those, that equation. How much does it cost us to recruit a customer, and how much is that customer worth to us over a lifetime? And those are the two things you've got to nail. So th- those th- those five things are, mm. are great. Just summarise those quickly. Just go. What are they? One, two, three, four, five. So first one.
0: Yeah. So the five salesmen are. The bounce rate and exit salesman, number one. Number two, the add to basket salesman. Number three, the checkout to order salesman. Number four, the average order value salesman. And then finally, number five, the lifetime customer value salesman. And what's awesome. So if you think about those salesman. I
1: was gonna say, what's awesome about those is that pretty much covers The entirety of what you can do within an e-commerce business—you know, search, merchandising, email, pay-per-click, AdWords—you know, every, you know, everything, bounce rates, the whole lot—it all it covers those five things. So, most most important question, which um, I'll let you start, Mark, and I might summarise: is what now? What do you do now that you know the five (laughs) sales persons? People, I'm going to say people. Not, first, yeah. not man, not woman, people. Yeah. Now you know the five salespeople. What do you do now and how do you start to then know which ones are working really well, which salespeople are working really well, which ones are not working so well, or which ones you can push harder? How do you, how, What do you do now?
0: Yeah, so... Uh... You know, like like we say, we, we started this podcast saying, well, you've got to work out where to work and where not to be overwhelmed. So what you'll do is you then rate each of those salesmen at the moment out of five. So you go, well, my bounce rate exit salesman maybe he's an, he's a two or she's a two. My my to basket salesman is a three. Uh, my checkout to order you no know, she's a she's a she's a one. And and what you do then is once you've got all of them out of five. If you think from left to right, like one, two, three, four, five, um, any of those salesmen that is three and below, is that you you work on that first. So even if you're, let's say your your bounce rate salesman, like she's got a one, uh, maybe she's got a three out of five, but your checkout to order salesperson number three has got maybe a one out of five. You'd actually work on your uh, bounce rate number one salesman, three out of five first, because it's going to have so much more impact on your e-commerce sales funnel overall um and by the t- let's say you, t- you change your your bounce rate exit rates exit salesman into a 5 out of 5 from a 3 it might actually change your checkout to order salesmen because they're getting better traffic by that stage and it might it might change how you would optimize the checkout to order
1: or it might or it might put them under more pressure actually because it's it's adding more people into the funnel yeah. So you know if you if you if you're getting yeah. your ad to basket yeah. up it's going to put more pressure on the basket isn't it? So so that, therefore they need to work yeah. harder. Yeah. But 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 ultimately it's it's down to the the target sheet and we've done podcasts on every single one of these you know about about the ad to basket you know yeah. suit so, I mean the bounce rate what the bounce rate should be the you know, bounce rate should be less than 60 on product page less than 50 on category less than 25 on home. You know and it's so you could suit so, yeah. In fact, there was there's, there's podcasts That's... around each stat, so you could then start to see. You know, your 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 add to basket stat should be about ten percent. It depends on what you're selling, but basically, about look at it is it, you know is it higher or lower than ten yeah. percent? Your yeah. basket to order stat should be about forty-five percent. So you start to just overlay those benchmarks yeah. that we've given so many times. So, and I'll just read them very quick, quickly. Bounce rate should be less than forty percent overall. 60% less than 6% on product page, less than 30% on category, less than 25% on home. Your add to basket set should be around between 8 and 12%. Depending on your the higher the average order value, the lower your add to basket rate will be. The lower your lifetime customer value, the lower your add to basket will be. Your your basket to checkout should be 55% and your checkout to order should be about 80% Eighty-five percent. If you combine those two stats together, which we have done for this simple analogy, basket to order should be about forty-four percent. So, so there's numbers behind it. So that's how you can tell. That's how you can rate. Oh, well, what? How do I rate my bounce rate? You just rate rate your bounce rate, salesperson. You've got to know what's what your bounce rate is, and you've got to know if that's good or bad. Mm. So we we can do that. We can do those things. Yeah. We, we probably we, maybe we, maybe we split the five salespeople up oh, and we do five podcasts on them. That's what we should do. Let's do a series. Let's yeah. start with the first yeah. one.
0: Yeah, we should. Yeah. So I mean, the, the most important thing is is like as if you had that salesman, you'd have to work out how you were what you were using to to rate that salesman in the first place, so you could actually understand where they were doing they were, uh, uh, good or bad. But I think that you know if you're stuck, you know. You go and you go and, you go and fix the first salesman first, don't you? You make sure that people feel like they're in the right place. You know, it, it, there's no point trying to get the customers that you've got to buy more often if you don't have enough of them. There's no point trying to get the customers to have increase the average order value if you're just not getting enough conversions. And there's no point trying to get people to add to the basket if so many people are bouncing off that you're not you're not getting it. So you've got to go from one first to five, and that will then give you the insight. You can see exactly where to work. You can almost like think right for the next six weeks. I'm going to work on salesman number one, and I'm not going to think or listen or do anything at all about any of the other salesmen because I know that if I fix this, then I'm going to be able to work on the other guys.
1: Most, as a general rule of thumb, most e-commerce businesses will get a much, much bigger bang for their buck if they focus on salesman one. And two, rather than four and five, mm. you know, in, 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 initially in their in their sort of naught to five million, mm. you know, you, you could you could because yeah. you, know, you could yeah. well, let's say you're focusing on something in the checkout, you know, oh god, the checkout's a bit clunky. Checkout's a bit clunky. I really need to focus on this. I'm going to spend the next three months working with my agency to get that right. And actually, you know, your add to basket stat might only be five percent. And it should be ten, and your checkout checkout to order stat, you know, is eighty percent, and you maybe you get it to eighty two percent. You can have very little impact on revenue or a conversion rate because mm-hmm. there's, there's there's hardly anybody there anyway. Yeah. You know, five yeah. percent of the basket, only fifty You know, let's say forty percent of those are going into the checkout, so you're down to like two and a half percent anyway. So. So basically you focus yeah. focus on the start of the funnel, number one. Salesman number one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and and like let's say someone is doing five million, they'll they'll probably get to a point where they can't buy any more paid traffic profitably. And then, you know, that's when salesman of five comes in. You go, Well, we've got all these existing yeah. customers, if we got their lifetime value up from, you know, three hundred and fifty pounds to 355 pounds that, that changes the fundamentals of this business quite drastically that then allows us to go and recruit more customers so it, it, it it's all a journey and it's all it's all kind of very easy to map out once you can see it right in front of you you can see where you are which salesman isn't performing where you've got to work and just focus on that because that is the key to actually incrementally increasing your yeah, e-commerce so that's
1: so so, true. it's so true when you actually yeah. distill down the parts of e-commerce it's very simple it's very easy and it, again if you think about it like it's a, a store a physical store in the high street you know what would what would be the equivalent and it's it's a wonderful simplicity simple model but it's good
0: yeah well thank you very much ian okay. i'm going to leave it there because i don't think we want to try and fix these i think i just want to introduce the concept of it um and then we'll go and do some podcasts on Salesman number one, two, three, four, five as cool. we as we move forward. Great stuff. That'd be great. great All right. Great. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.